Howdy, folks, to the first podcast of 2024. Welcome. How are you? As always, I'm Wayne. I'm Kim. And I'm Jill. Uh, and I'm adjusting and, uh, my camera. My, very good. My username is in tribute to the fact that Christmas stops when Wayne says it does. <laughs> and well, for no well. other reason. Yes, mm-hmm. so... So there is a tradition in the Talbot household um, that because my birthday is like literally two weeks after Christmas or just shy of two weeks after Christmas, um, uh, we keep up our second tree in our kitchen. Right. Second tree. Uh, so we've got two. We've got a tree in the kitchen and a tree in the sitting room. The tree in the sitting room is fucking huge. Um, like, like, you know, literally Clark Griswold hanging, you know, you know, a little, little bit of sap, you know, little, you know, you're muted, Kim. Um, yeah, climbing around yeah. it to get into your room, Wayne. Yeah, hundred percent. Like it's it's massive. So, um, and then the one in the kitchen is very much a, it's an artificial tree. But they're both artificial trees, by the way. But they're the one in the kitchen is a, is a kind of a a lesser, smaller tree, but still very nice. And it on that mm. one goes all the decorations that Amelia's made that we have, like you know, fun decorations, like all my Star Wars decorations go nerdy on nerdy ones. Nerdy ones, right? But there's still nerdy yeah. ones on the other tree as well. We have like, you know, our TARDIS. Our well, the TARDIS sitting room is more aesthetic. It's, it's elevated. It's your Pinterest yeah. tree. So yeah. like <laughs> this, yeah, the, this one is like the tree with all the stupid shit. And the one inside is the like the one that you put on a Coca-Cola ad type shit, you know? Um, and that's very much Irene's tree. And this is essentially my tree. But this year, for whatever reason, we decided to bring normal normality back a bit quicker. The Christmas tree in the kitchen is not <gasps> up, right? It's gone. But we still have the snow globes. <laughs> so the snow globes are still here. So you still have a sprinkling of Christmas. There's still a sprinkling of Christmas. We still have, there's still lights on the windows over there. And we have these, Irene has these yeah. icicle lights that we hang in her hallway. They're still mm. up. So we haven't fully de the house. Um, yeah. But we're getting there. Yeah. We're getting there. We'll get there this weekend after my birthday. So yeah, um, so yeah. Did you have a Christmas? I had a Christmas. I had a COVID Christmas. Oh, but uh, but it was. Christmas. It, it, I felt rotten for a week, but it was grand because we got to kind of hunker down and isolate lots of yeah isolate and play games like we we've been playing kind of fun games on the xbox we've been lashing through uh dc lego villains which has been great crack um and unlocking (laughs) all the characters (laughs) and uh i got stray for christmas uh got what sorry the the stray the computer stray yeah stray is great i mean i love that game yeah, uh, it's got rave reviews from so many uh, yeah. people, and I liked the look of it. And uh, Liam had played it, and he 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 got me a copy for for Christmas. So mm-hmm. I must have played that for about two or three hours Christmas Day while in my new Udi, being all like, <laughs> um. But yeah, just ate loads and uh, uh, stayed away from people for a good week, and then uh, yeah. I didn't, uh, I I got to see family beforehand, which was good. Got to see Kimbo IRL beforehand. And then I was worrying. I was like, fuck, did I give it to anybody? But thankfully I didn't. I'm not entirely well, sure where I got it. Thankfully, don't worry, Jill. I wasn't jealous. Uh, <laughs> one of my children had bronchitis pre-Christmas and the other one had some weird dry cough for six weeks. Uh, 
thing post-Christmas. So no visiting my elderly neighbors, which I love to do. Uh, genuinely, unironically love to do. I love to sit and chat shit with people who used to be able to give every visitor about eight half ones when they came over and then they just drive home, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Have a, um, the Christmas cake. This this house where I live, uh, the last people who lived here were great uncles of mine. And they're actually, no, they're great uncles of my dad's. And um, this was the house we were brought to when we were being got out of the house Christmas Eve so that things could be taken out of the neighbor's sheds, etc. So we were got out of the house and brought to this farmhouse with two bachelor uncles who whatever they had in the house was whatever they won at cards. So we're talking whiskey, <laughs> Christmas cake, pudding. They won the turkey, they won the ham. This, the, everything they needed for Christmas, they won at cards in Muller. And Muller is a real place, folks. It's it real. is. Um, it, it, it is that quote from The Good Place. This is Beard Elmer. Muller is real to me too. Anyway, uh, yeah, so we were like, kids don't like Christmas cake or Christmas pudding or mince pies or anything like that. But we did like the fact that they gave us seven up in shot glasses and about 15 of them. That was pretty good. Um, but yeah, I get totes emotion every Christmas being here legitimately myself. And um, and I, I keep it real ICA uh, for anyone who doesn't know. That's the Irish Country Women's Association. Very powerful organization. But I keep, I'm doing some old timey shit that nobody wants. Uh, Pan and Rebecca uh, are asking why they're getting their seven open shot glasses. Yeah. Oh, they, those kids were doing well. They just want prime, and they can't mm. have prime. Uh, they can't have prime because it's full of the wrong kind of salts. <laughs> they can have they can they can have Gatorade if they're going to go out and play American football. But otherwise, they can they can uh, fuck off. Also, Logan Paul, maybe yeah. the worst person after Conor McGregor. But uh, yeah, they just they just want prime. Uh, I appear to be talking shit, lads. It was great. I have kids, so we had kid Christmas, and that's always very exciting. Uh, yeah. We also, an Xbox appeared here. The children know Santa doesn't bring games consoles because mm. otherwise every kid in the country would have PS5. Like, they'd have two. They'd have a spare one if Santa brought them because, you know, that's three. So they know that. But also, I think my the time has come for my son to kind of level up to a better console than the switch and uh, mm. that felt hard that felt like opening up my marriage saying that i'm sorry i apologize to nintendo um but uh <laughs> yeah so we managed to rig a joint present of grandparents to make an xbox appear in the house so obviously obviously next time we talk on the podcast i'll probably be on the international leaderboards of some major AAA titles Nice. I mean, it's got to be the logical next step for me, hasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So you're going to be like so. up there on Forza. Forza is going to be your main jam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Forza, and then you know, I like some of the, I like some of the pews, So I'll probably, yeah, I'll just, just plat in a few of them. You know, just sniping and cod. Just do that. Yeah. The, oh, play, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, playing the three-hour yeah. campaign of the new cod game. Yeah. Um, I just, I just don't get enough opportunity to yell at other people's kids. 
You know, well, no, nice it'd be yeah. The kids, it? the kids are more more likely to be yelling at you. I was talking to you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, don't I know? <laughs> anyway, so uh, yeah, it's it was it was really great and lovely, and I didn't drink enough, and I didn't visit enough. So maybe I'll make up for it during these dog days of January. Mm. Oh, yeah. Um, I yeah. I am wearing one of my Christmas gifts. <gasps> Brilliant. Nice. Brilliant. Cookies and for anyone that obviously if you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, I'm wearing a Cookies and Monsters Players Manual T-shirt. Uh, basically a riff on the old red box of D and D, but it's Cookie Monster from from Sesame Street. Um, Amazing. Do you uh, know what Patrick uh, got from Santi? Mm-hmm. The Lore and Legends D and D book. Oh, nice. <gasps> that we nice. gave away. Uh, what a coincidence what a coincidence that um you know i saw that book and it was so gorgeous and then he received it yeah. and i asked him was it just summation of like the different uh of the different source books and he's like no oh. he's like read the whole thing twice already yeah and just to clarify to our listeners and our viewers it's not that we have we gave one away and then came all of a sudden had one we it's have that evidence. every time yes every time we get beautiful prizes from Doc at Dublin City Comics and Collectibles, so I'm like, want one, yeah, want one. Yeah. But uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't. Uh, I don't know if you've watched our campaign, but I'm obviously not going to read it enough. So uh, <laughs> somebody who would got it. So <laughs> good. Yeah. No, I just I, get I'm uh, not... just get Patrick to write you out some notes. Exactly, he's read yeah. it twice. He's done the hard work. Yeah. No, it's, it's the Laura Legends man. book is a summation and it's a kind of a celebration of a fifth edition of Dungeons and Dragons. It's it's got some beautiful artwork, history, lore, loads of stuff in it. It's amazing. It's a really, really beautiful book. Something um, else. You want to see the customer service I got off them as well. Pew, 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 pew. I want this. You can have this. Boom, boom, out, done. Done. Um, I mean, like, if you look back, I mean, we have to kind of do because we haven't we didn't do a Christmas show because we were all busy and one of us was very sick. Uh, but we have to look back on the year of 2023 because a lot of different things happened in the kind of nerd sphere, the world of nerd. A lot of different TV shows dropped, movies. Uh, we got a new Doctor Who. We had the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. So there were so many things that happened. And I feel we'd be doing it a disservice if we didn't even mention it or talk about it or even give our highlights of the year. Let's run it down. Let's run it. Yeah. So we're going to go to Jill first, Jill, because you... you oh, really? You had, yeah, what do you have... <laughs> I mean, out of all of us, Jill has actually made a list. So, you there know. There are three items on the list. There's more, it's still there's a more list. items. Than, it's still a list. There's more items than I have on any list. So, yeah, there, there are a couple of things I wanted an honourable mention of. And they did uh, kind of come at the end of the year. Um, Good Omens too. I was very skeptical skeptical about um. Them making a second series because the first series was based on a book. It, there's only one book. Uh, also, oh. Sir Terry is gone. And while yes. I have all the faith in the world in Neil Gaiman, I was just like, oh, will it work though? Um, and I had put off watching it for a while and then I binged it over the Christmas. And uh, it's fantastic it's still a, a short series i think it's only six episodes like mm-hmm. the first one uh john ham is wonderful uh in his expanded role as a uh, gabriel um it's got the same sense of humor there's 
certainly there's a recast um there's a different actor playing Beelzebub I believe is yeah. the character's name and um, you've seen the first series right Wayne yeah and I read the I read the book as well yeah so you're a fan yeah um so I think you'll enjoy it I think uh well the 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 bromance and the love between uh, Crowley and Aziraphale is wonderful. And and I suppose that when you know that it's uh, as real IRL for uh, David and, and uh, Michael, it, there's something uh, quite special about it. But um, there's a couple of uh, casting choices. Um, you'll see uh, uh, David Tennant's father-in-law, the sixth doctor in there. And David Tennant's eldest son, who also appeared in uh, House of the Dragon, Ty Tennant, I think. Ty his Tennant, name. yeah. Yeah, he's good. He's a good uh, actor. Uh, and uh, there's there's a beautiful, beautiful moment in the last uh, episode, which I'm sure um, pleased a lot of fans like myself. Uh, full on David Mackin on, on Michael. <laughs> Kim's interest suddenly has peaked. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's great show, and it it ends uh it ends the story in such a way that it's set up for a third series. So I I did read something a while ago that um when Gaiman was talking about expanding beyond season one, he did say, oh, there is a part two to the story that uh is told in 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 the book and in season one but that's not what we're doing season two on we're gonna i, I think they're gonna use that story they're gonna come for full circle on the end of the world antichrist story in season three you know so, yeah. we pretty much got greenlit for season three as soon as season two dropped i think yeah so yeah like, you're right yeah because they they're like it it is like it's kind of weird there was a kind of a circular thing with sheen and tenant with their popularity and their friendship becoming very center stage staged even uh, yeah, COVID. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> with their own show that they did online and then from that then it kind of was like i think their popularity as a duo as a double act mm. bolstered by good omens kind of pretty much was like gonna be a second season of that show um mm. they'd be fools not to make it because the first one was so successful um yeah yeah, and I I did have I haven't watched the app for that very reason that I was apprehensive, because Pratchett is not involved, um, because mm. he's dead, so uh, I had this it definitely had a, a whiff of cash in for me, um, mm. and you know yes, Gaiman is a is a great writer, but you know you, you wave a blank check in front of somebody to make another season of a show and bring everyone back, they're gonna say yes, you know, um, yeah. But no, it's good to it's we good saw to hear season that two of Heroes. <laughs> yeah, um, I watched all of Heroes. Jesus, that was supposed to be that. that was, whatever about the writer strike, it was always supposed to be one series, and you're just like, why did you do this? Yeah, you know, it's something that you you definitely want. What's the what's on what's on the rest of your list, there, Jill? Um, well, here, here here's one that you can talk about, presumably the new Gojira. Would ah. you believe? <laughs> I don't believe it. I have not seen that. <laughs> Hand back not... your Godzilla fan card right I know, now. I know. I <laughs> know. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. It's just I'm joking. timing. It's just the timing. The good thing, though, is 
Yeah. The good thing is, though, it was only supposed to be out for a limited release, but it's still in cinemas. 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 So if you can do a birthday present to yourself and go see it. That's the plan, I think. That's the plan. But I, I'm just the birthday present I'm getting right now is Kim's frozen face on the video. I know it's really funny. <laughs> yeah, that's, I'm going that's to right. I'm going to mess with this a little bit and see if I can come back. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so go on, give it because because you because so you, you you've experienced Godzilla like in Japan. So I have, and let's not start me on another Japan is the best. Everything sucks. Rant, um, but. <laughs> Also, if you have the chance to go to Japan, go. Um, yeah, so I uh, we got to go and see uh, the new Godzilla movie just before Christmas. Um, and I'm not going to give away any spoilers. Um, what I will say is it's fucking great. So, um, uh... yeah, so Godzilla. Um, I no spoilers. It's really great story. Um, the uh, actors in it are fantastic. There's there's a couple of moments where I got like genuinely, um, and uh, it's set just after World War Two. I'll give that away. Um, and its effects are great. Um, like I said, really good story. If you're a fan of Godzilla, I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, I was really excited to go see it, particularly having been to Japan and had the whole, you know, enhanced Godzilla experience. I wouldn't be as knowledgeable a fan or as long a fan as you, Wayne, but uh, I definitely think you'll be satisfied. So yeah, absolutely do yourself a birthday present um, and go yeah. see it if you can. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how much longer it's in the cinemas for. Um, Should check. You but, go for it yeah i'll check but i mean it's just a case of like it's it's that type of a film that you kind of have to see it mm. on the big screen um yeah so there is a performance in cinema world at 10 past one on no 20 past two on friday so we shall see we shall see <laughs> yeah, we shall watch see. the space come back and tell me what you think yeah um, um and i suppose tied sorry go on ahead no, I was gonna say like the the I know like I mean the themes of Godzilla generally are the same. It's like you know on the surface, obviously, big lizard attacks town, destroys yeah. everything. Humans question the world, and then they fuck off. Yeah. Godzilla fucks off back into the ocean. Um, yeah. but from what I've seen of reviews of this, spoiler free reviews, that it is it's a very much a harrowing tale, um, and it's it's just that and, and I've heard like from top to bottom the, the cast are meant to be amazing. They, they are really good, really, yeah, really good, good. Um, and yeah, there's there's a, I suppose with some of the older movies, um, the <laughs> the focus was a, was maybe on delivering this massive, ridiculous, um, yeah. fantastic creature, and the human story was an afterthought. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah, it's very much not this time around. Um, like I said, got me in the fields a couple of times, and there's a bit of a redemption story in it as well. Um, so yeah, fun there for seems all to, family. See, there seems to be a lot. So it's really weird because there's a lot of Zilla stuff around at the moment. There's like, there's like Godzilla minus one. There is the Monarch TV series. 
there is now the new Godzilla X Kong, which is like yes. they team up and yeah. get attachments. Um, because yeah. the trailer for that looks batshit. Like it's just so it's the, the differences between Japanese Godzilla and American Godzilla are like it's it's yeah. literally the Grand Canyon of of, of difference between them. It's insane. Yeah. Um, but like if Dan Stevens is in the new American Godzilla film, yeah. Oh. So like he's the dude, and like he's a Hawaiian shirt wearing scientist looking motherfucker. I love, I love how like he's like Hollywood star Dan Stevens, but to me he's still Matthew Crawley from Downton. Like, yeah, <laughs> I I always think it's so funny for everyone at awards shows to watch these people go up for awards and go, oh fuck, another English person. <laughs> like is they they you know you would know if. I don't think Americans Americans are very forgiving with accents. Mm. They they it doesn't bother them when two kids are sitting around a table in a sitcom and one of them sounds Canadian and one of them sounds Californian that does my tits in. Uh, I, I, an accent will take me out of something um very much but they don't like they could listen to Hugh Laurie's house and never go how can he keep that up? but yeah it must be it must be nice it must be nice to live in a world where that's fine it must be nice to live in a world where dr stephen strange is american it must be lovely and i wish happiness and peace on everybody it is a peace i cannot have Uh, and it will it will uh, it will be my scourge so here's um, the thing, right? Yeah. So here's the thing, mm-hmm. Kim, just to, just to, just to ride this segue. Um, Hong Kong, yeah. Um, like you're saying all the British, like the, the Golden Globes yesterday were littered, or not yesterday, but during yeah. the week. Sometime, time is funny, I don't care. But it was just all Irish people. Yeah. So you, you literally yeah. had all of the, the male Irish actors in the universe. Sorry, I read GQ, British actor Barry Keoghan. Oh, yeah. No. So that's what I was. I was eventually going to steer the segue and crash into that moment. Yeah. Brenda but, uh, Fricker says when you're uh, lying down drunk in an airport, you're Irish. When you win an Oscar, you're British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, yeah, GQ put up an interview that they did with Barry Keoghan. Yeah, uh, they can have Conor Keoghan. McGregor. Yeah, well, no, British boxer or, or MMA fighter, <laughs> yeah, Conor yeah, McGregor. Yeah. yeah. Um, what an absolute fucking waste that he is. He, they can have him. Yeah. Um, but um, it's it's funny because it's Twitter just went. <laughs> you know, you could you could hear like it was like the flames were burning to the theme of her own Levine. Yeah. It was nuts. The beacons um, were lit. Wayne, the 100% beacons. the beacons were lit. And, and Ireland will uh, answer. And, and, Crum- and Crumlin called for aid. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it it's like... not even just that he's Irish. Because, like, you know, Aidan Gillen is Irish, but he's a child of the universe. Yeah. You know, Barry Kogan is from their flats in Crumlin, in Dublin. He's not even Irish. He's from Dublin. He's so much from Dublin, he can't be Irish anymore. He's just a dub. And we love that about him. And uh, I I thought that was a fridge too far. I'm like, lads, yes, they're trying it. Yes, they're trying it. But they are. They're famed. Famed triers. Oh, they are. Just, I'll always refer to that interview with Samuel L. Jackson when he was doing <gasps> SWAT with Colin Farrell. Yeah. And the interviewer was like, oh, so, you know, our Colin. And he was like, hang on, what? 
isn't Colin's from Ireland? She's like, yeah, but he's close, so we can claim him. He's like, that's the problem with you British people. You're always trying to claim something that isn't yours. <laughs> we had that in America as well. It was called slavery. And like, <laughs> it, she was just like, get him, Samuel. Oh, get him. Uh, get yeah. him. So it was, but yeah, that following the, his, the, like Saltburn is, I haven't seen Saltburn. I haven't but, seen it yet. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like literally all over TikTok, all over Twitter. Um, it's just everyone like it's an, in a weird, in a typical rich American way. The rich Americans have taken what was meant to be that jabbing piece of sardonic mm-hmm. humor, um, at the kind of rich class in the world, the one percenters, mm-hmm. and they've taken it as a as a their own beacon call to parade around their homes and recreate scenes from Saltburn as a kind of a badge of honor. Um. So yeah, like it's it's fucking strange, but yeah. So the the whole thing with accents, right? What do you think yeah. then of of non American, or sorry, Irish actors doing all the accents? Because there have been moments where you have an Irish actor doing an accent, you're kind of going. No, look, look, Wayne. Don't start this. We don't know that Magneto never spent a summer in Killarney. Don't you don't know? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> but yeah, Magneto. look, look. I'm very, when it comes to the arts, within reason, outside of working with known crime lords um, or transgressors, <laughs> get your bag, sis. If they, I'm even the same, I'm like, it's, if you can book the job, it's not, it's, it's, if you're unsuitable, that's on the casting director. Yeah, you know, and that's on the that's on the director not to go. Uh, are we sure about this? The, like, we I was at a very illustrious event there at the beginning of December, kind of like a moody little Japanese dinner, just uh, with some local VIPs, and um, <laughs> oh, Jill, you were there. Oh, it's Jill's birthday. That's right, it was Jill's birthday. So, um, <laughs> Jill's friend is an actor, and I am fascinated because my brief forays into acting during role-playing they just even on such a small baby steps level it's so revealing and I hate it Mm. because I am just a complete fraud and acting is so exposing and so um uh so enveloping that uh, I just cannot appreciate the craft enough. And when I've seen the rigmarole that people take me on in films that I've seen five times already, you're like, it's witchcraft. But I was talking to her and I said, how come, how come the Celtic uh, lads tend to do so well and tend to be able to bring depth to these these things to such an extent that Scottish and Irish people are just you know they're they're overrepresented for our population overrepresented in in movies uh, and plays and and she said uh, there's a few things going on there but it's a lot of trauma <laughs> that helps yeah yeah oh yeah. Like, oh. oh yeah fuck there'd be a lot of things that you can bring and you see, that's why I would hate it. 
because I'm my my whole life is running this way <laughs> from everything that went on over there. Instead of using it, instead of working with it, I'm like, no, thanks. So um do you want to see if you see if you if you did if you did that game, you'd be a dungeon master. That's how it works. Um <laughs> oh, but yeah, she's I had it was such a great chat. And um yeah, you can just they're they're just in it's so weird to think of like I do like I do like when you see a photo shoot of Paul Mescal or Barry Keoghan and you can see a slight a slight what are you even asking me <laughs> in their face just slight <laughs> like it's but they're so good they can cover it mostly yeah there's but a moment of this is shoot, preposterous yeah this is uh, okay my mom's gonna look at this yeah or you know they're just like, moving their shirt up and they're like thank fuck nobody can hear what you're saying to me you know and um but they 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 bring an energy it is really annoying when irish twitter is like oh he looks like he's going to his devs i'm like yeah that's the only time we wear suits normally congratulations <laughs> but uh yeah there's there's a slight there's a slight kind of yeah i know this is silly and you know this is silly but this is what they want me to do you know yeah. which they bring that kind of they made me energy to it that i like but um yeah it's good it's it's really stunning to see the 50 percent of the actor category being from here mm-hmm. yeah because i think um what's his face um Sexy priest from Fleabag. Yeah, Andrew Scott. Andrew, Andrew Scott. Scott. Yeah. He was asked, like, what's the crack? Everyone here is Irish. What's what's going on? Why what you're all Irish? And then he just started to list off all these names. And we're like, Yeah, everyone's fucking Irish. Um, <laughs> but did you see there was a moment in the Gold Gloves where Killian Murphy was announced and won, and they couldn't yeah. Bradley Cooper. Yeah, who was yeah. expecting to win for my shady. Yeah, yeah when it's it is what they, it's what they do. They get that re- reaction. Were, like, you know? It's really annoying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, most most reaction shots you see is just Rob De Niro, just like this, or Taylor Swift existing. Yeah, yeah. like leave her alone. Yeah, yeah. She's just chilling. Um, Let her be plasticine in in her own space. That house Let was her. rubbish. He was not funny. Uh, I don't know who. I don't even know who he was. I I've never heard of him before. And maybe that just speaks to my lack of knowledge of whatever the fuck he's meant to be. But I don't know who he was. Well, it's um, a horrible, it's a horrible room that comedians will tell you it's the worst room to play. Mm. Like other, other, there most people are either really drunk or nervous, and um, it's not not good vibes, fun time, uh, mm. and it's not super super slickly professional like like the like the Oscars and stuff like that. So nobody really wants to do it. But uh, I, I heard a load of comedians talking about his performance and they played the clip of him going, hey, look, you know, I wrote some of these jokes and they're the ones you laughed at. And they were like, is that an option? Can you just shit on your writers in this beat? Because <laughs> then I do it. Then I do it. If I could go, oh, blah, blah, I wrote that. That's not good. OK. But uh, yeah, I thought it was very, very bad form. But it's 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 horrible to go into a, a room like that. Our mate Jerry once played a played um what's the um, what's the sports barry thing in temple bar was beside oh god it's kind of like the hard rock cafe but not really okay 
He said it, all the screens were still on. <laughs> Nobody, Oof. everyone's trying to watch the game. And he's like, oh. hello, everybody. <laughs> Harsh. Oh, I get that. the impression to be kind of like that. Nobody, nobody's there for you, you know. And it's, and we already know the horrible. The <laughs> I nearly said the horrible foreign press, but they have been in quite a lot of trouble. So the Hollywood, um, oh, what's the full name of the Golden Globes Academy? Anyway, they're pack of cunts, and nobody wants to do that room. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's probably good being kind of uh, unknown because you can just go back to being unknown if it bombs. And you could make make it if if you if you were able to do anything with it. What was interesting was he made a terrible joke at Taylor Swift's expense, and um, he made some he made some comment about oh the difference about this awards show versus the NFL is there are less cuts to Taylor, and referencing the fact that the the, yeah, the camera the game her fella yeah. and all that show. And it but put she Taylor, just did that then. And all she did was she just didn't laugh and took a sip, sip of her drink. And, um, you know, uh, the uh, news site, some news sites are running it as, oh, you know, she, she can't take a joke. She like overreacted, blah, blah, blah. blah. Yeah, you're the same. You're the same site that will support a complete overreaction of a man a year ago at the Oscars. Yeah. So like make up your fucking mind. Um, yeah. She, Jill, sorry, are you was... trying to tell me some weird internet double standard? Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> that can't be right. No. God, but, uh... Anyway. Anyway. There were good awards won. Uh... Good awards won by yeah. lots of savage Irish people. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And, and I haven't seen Killers of the Flower Moon yet. Anybody I know who's seen it has said, ah, it's good, but it's too long. Um, but uh, shout out to Lily Gladstone, who's the first indigenous person to win yes. an award, and Ali Wong, the first person of Asian descent to win an award. Both badass bitches. I haven't, as I said, I haven't seen that movie, but I have seen Lily Gladstone in Reservation Dogs, which is a phenomenal yeah. little comedy yeah. drama. For any any listeners who haven't seen it, go watch it. And um, it's only three seasons long. They did wrap it up uh, in 2023. And uh, she's great in it. The cast actually are all. Uh, speaking of uh, very, very uh, tenuously linked, guess what Johnny Come Lately finally watched? What? Prey. What? Finally oh, the, watched Prey. The Predator, the predator, the predator movie. movie. I was, I was sitting with Andrew over Christmas. I'm like, let's watch something good. I feel like watching something good that I haven't seen yet. And I went, oh, this is really excellent. I'll watch this. So she knew it was really excellent, but she didn't, she didn't watch it. But yeah, put on. Oh my god, what a romp! Like the film starts, and and Chekhov's disguise, Chekhov's arrow, Chekhov's rope, just set up, paid off. None of my time wasted. Bulabos yeah. all round. Bulabos, yeah. what a yeah. banger! Yeah, what a banger! Yeah, it is a good one. Uh, yeah, are they getting now to do more of them? Meant to be, and following the success of that digitally, they decided to actually release it uh, physically, which rarely happens in this day and age. Oh, they they did fantastic. a limited, yeah, they did a limited physical uh, copy run of that following the success of it on digital media. Oh, um, very good. Yeah. It's just such a good little film. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah. It was like it was like a it was like a nineties style. No, actually, things got very bloated in the nineties. But you know what I mean. It's uh, just just very self contained, wonderful little thing. Great premise and just kept very simple. Great actors. Yeah. Oh, it was really excellent. Um, the uh, I started playing Mario Galaxy just if we're talking about current events, that things that are out now <laughs> and really happening. You know the launch title <laughs> of the Switch. Anyway, start playing Mario Galaxy, and every time I got a lad who had multiple prizes for me. I called him a spiller of the power moon. <laughs> oh, Jesus. There's the name of the episode right there, folks. Say. <laughs> oh, no. Well, <laughs> well. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Wayne, you have Apple yes. TV, but you haven't watched things on your Apple TV. But something that you might enjoy and that your lovely mi- wife might enjoy, which uh, uh-huh. if, if you haven't watched it yet, the fabulous, gorgeous, multi-talented Hannah Waddingham did a Christmas special for Apple TV. Yes. And she sings a lot and she she duets with a few people. One of them is Luke Evans. Uh, there's uh, uh, there's a, a dance number with Got the boys excited from you were uh, say Luke Ted Lasso. Really? Anyway, <laughs> no, the drummer. I know, I know. It's silly. It's silly. Um, uh, what's his name? Is it Leslie Odom Jr. Is in Leslie Odom Jr. Yeah, yeah, she does a duet with Leslie Odom Jr. So if you're a Hamilton fan, great. Um, but it's 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 fabulous and Christmassy. And uh, if you're looking for for something to end the season, give it a watch. I think it's less than an hour, and uh, she does some great oldie musicals tunes with people still those those for him and her joints are so valuable like yeah. something that will reach across the divide and <laughs> uh, go you know what this is a together one you know um it's really valuable well what else is on your is there anything else on your list for 2023 uh oh you mentioned it briefly but i have been enjoying the monarch series on apple yes explain what that is, is Jill. so it is a uh godzilla related property um so it kicks off a year after the 2015 g-day attack so and the way it's done is it's kind of it, it's it's making an attempt it seems to tie the American versions of Godzilla and the Japanese ones, because it is set oh. in both Japan and America. Um, there is, there's a Japanese-American character who has to travel to Japan, and there's a whole story that I'm, I don't want to ruin the story because it evolves with each episode. But um, Kurt Russell is amazing in it because he's fucking Kurt Russell. Oh, wow. And his son... Wyatt plays a younger version of him back in the 50s and 60s. So he is uh, uh, he's in the United States Army and he's involved uh, with Monarch. And then there's two scientists. Um, There's Dr. Randa. He's an American scientist and a Japanese uh, female scientist whose name has escaped me now because I've 
trying to think about it. Um, but uh, yeah, so there's multi languages and stuff in it as well. Um, but it's an interesting story of how they're tying in uh, the various uh, Godzilla creature uh, lore, the Mutos as they refer to them. Mm. Um, and you know, they, it's 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 about the organization known as monarch which has been monitoring these events uh for like 70 years um i will say the younger characters so there's kate her brother kentaro and their friend may and they equally all annoy me at some point during series. (laughs) i'm like fucking gen z fuck is but um it's other other than that it's a great story uh uh also lots of wah, 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 wah. um because 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 the big g-man is in it too um and some other fantastical creatures um but yeah i would if again if you're a fan of godzilla you're a fan of that kind of stuff give it a go um i'm interested gotta to love see where apple they tv keeping their massive series as like some sort of it's secret. where celebrities go to hide yeah. yeah yeah like i so one show i picked up i did pick up from from uh apple tv that i have been watching and i'm on season i think i'm on the start of season two now yeah uh, is foundation oh yeah i was watching all of that yeah yeah the isaac isaac asimov uh series now they have taken some liberties but with that particular set of books um, there is a need if you want to compact it into like a, a, a small seasons of shows, but it has right. Lee Pace in it being Lee Pace. Mm, um, right, really Lee being, pacing around. Just, just pacing around the place because yeah. he's just all gorgeous and flowing and posy and stuff. <laughs> he really is. Um, did he get extra crispy pancakes or something? How did somebody English of that generation end up like that? It's a it's a triumph um, of, na- of Lee, nature. Lee Pace is American. Oh, oh, what? Who, who oh. did you substitute in your brain? Who for... did I substitute? My he's just got an English so, vibe. He's American. He does. So he played Tranduil in the Hobbit films. He yes. was in. Um, he was in Pushing Daisies. He was in The Fall, which is a film that everyone should see. Well, you see, yeah, um, and Anna Friel obviously is English and was in Pushing Daisies. And then, it's, okay, oh my, what? Okay, that makes more sense. He was obviously born in a country where there's angel dust in the beef because it's the only way you get them there he is from oklahoma that's where he's from oh okay oh, oh, wow. country boy okay okay oh so somebody nice. finally got it the wrong way around i'm glad to present myself to the international council as someone who got it the wrong way around yeah. uh, i'd like to so, thank yeah. the academy in my australian accent which i have <laughs> Yeah, I've just been pretending to be Irish this whole time. Beautiful. Um, but yeah, no, he Lee Pace is kind of like the focus of it, really. Um, it, like he, you tune in to watch him just exist, but stuff happens around his characters. And it, like, if you haven't read Foundation, and I'm going to start going into the plot, that's a whole different podcast. But um, it is very the money is the money is on the screen. You can see it. You know, right. like and and Kim, you, like there's some nice little cameos. Steve Pemberton turns up. Oh yeah, ah, I've seen him. him. So I would. Andrew was watching them. Yeah. Um. While I was titting around, 
with uh, very important things, obviously. So I did catch, I did quite, I, I frequently would go, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't like, because we do most of our viewing of things very late at night, um, I don't have the brain capacity for like head scratchers. I don't want my whole reality shaken, you know, at that time of night. But, you know, who knows? When they go to college, I'll catch up. <laughs> Fingers crossed. You have a lot to watch. But, um, yeah. yeah, no, it, that's the one thing on Apple TV in the last year that I have actually. I was like, mm. <laughs> hey, I'll tell you what. Like, yeah. You and him are, are similarly clever. Uh, my other half really liked Silo as well, and he liked it so yeah. much he bought the book after. Mm. Which, yeah, so yeah. Uh, I think this two seasons. Um, Jared, Harris, say... Jared Harrison around. I would say Kim because you love him so much. Put Severance on your list if you haven't watched it yet. Oh, with Adam Scott. She's been watching Severance. Oh, okay, that's dying okay. waiting for the next. But that was that was really excellent, really excellent. I said I didn't want my entire, I didn't want my entire reality messed with. But we started watching it while I was on Holly Bob's, so I was more rested. Hmm. More, yeah. <laughs> you could take it. I could take it. Well, like, yeah, I, mean, I would there... watch. I would watch my best you, Adam Scott and anything. There's, there's, um, excuse me, there's an example. Like, I mean, there's a couple of shows on Apple TV that are like top tier, and there's more there. Like, yeah. Apparently oh, that, yeah. That, that That's only scratched you know, the surface. It's meant to no, be but I'd rather watch there, um, 450 uh, Amazon Prime ads instead for the Grand Tour. Yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> um, but like, I mean, there's an, um, Oh Christ! It went out of my head there. Slow Horses is meant to be very good as well. The Gary Oldman vehicle. I've heard that's that on too. There. Yeah. Um, three oh, seasons yeah. of that show. It's in their MI five kind of undercover spy kind of a situation thing going on, and it's meant to be fantastic. Um, mm. and he's cropping up everywhere, being interviewed about Slow Horses. So it's on again. It's been added to my list, um, of things to watch when I have the time, um. Mm. But no, I'll, I'll get to it. Monarch isn't is kind of next. Once I see Godzilla minus one, I'll be in that frame of mind. I'll probably come home and watch the first couple of episodes. Mm. Um, and then I'll probably make Ari watch Godzilla on. My and then you're going to watch that King Kong movie that came out this year. Or get to play that King Kong game that came out this year. Oh, <laughs> God. Yeah. I Yeah. So <laughs> so this year for gaming, will, can so we, will, we, will we jump to my list for 2023? Jump you to your list. Yeah, yeah go yeah. for it. Go for so, it. So my list, while it's 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 kind of a weird highlight list, it's stuff that I've enjoyed um, and stuff that I've found being baffled by. And speaking of that King Kong film, so I'm I'm a huge Lord of the Rings mark. Okay, huge. Mm-hmm. You put Lord of the Rings on something or Tolkien on something. I know I what's coming. Buy it, or watch it or do whatever, right? Yeah. There was one thing. I'm a person who sat through Rings of Power and was like, you know, so I was like, hey, look, security. I can see what they tried to do. Um, and it was fine. I, I'll, I'll watch season two, maybe. Uh, after all, Amazon plays their ads trip. But a game was released in 2023 that I would nay touch with yours. I swear to God. I had to was, watch <laughs> people playing it on Twitch. I had to. Lord of the Rings, <laughs> Gollum, right? It was meant to be oh a stealth, God. a stealth kind of creepy game like Gollum like, you know going around like, yeah. Yeah. all that stuff and it looked it, it was on on par on the tracks to become voted the worst game of the year and with very good reason it was fucking dire like there was people doing streams on Twitch 
because it was so bad. Like yeah. because the, like the game was so bad, it got a cult following. And people were actually going out and buying it and streaming it in order to show yeah. how bad it was. Yeah. Wow. And then it was stunning. You're just watching this this uh, yeah. stream, and he's just stuck on a step. And you're like, oh, I didn't realize they could still get characters stuck on a step. Yeah. <laughs> just, Technology. I, I saw so many clips where he was just walking, and then he just died. Ragdolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, he would just walk along, and it'd be just like boom, boom, boom. I'll see if I can find a clip of somebody's stream, which I will credit, and I'll clip it in here on YouTube um, now. Okay, wait. Swing, swing, swing. Uh-oh, oh God, oh God. Can you explain your quick thoughts to the community? I can summarize this game as... But it's like that's how bad it was. It was like they were literally were plodding along, just walking, and he'd clip off, like you say, he'd clip off a step, he'd hit a rock, and the character would just die. Like he was made of paper. There was moments where you see them trying to it was a jump. They had to do a jump from from one platform to another. And they'd jump and go through the platform after landing halfway into it. Like Oh my god. It was just I, I was baffled by it. And I, I but under no circumstances was I tempted to spend my money on it and just Fuck for the hell. sake of it, you know. Um but on the flip side of that, um over the Christmas in 2023, before Christmas hit, I got on the Epic store, I got it for a discounted down to 20, 20 quid. I got Return to Moria, which is a building survival game set in the world of Lord of the Rings in the fourth age after the movies, after Son of the Moved, after the movies, after the books. Like after those stories that people are very, very familiar with, the fourth age is very much a lesser documented time in the world of Lord of the Rings uh, or Tolkien in Middle Earth. And it's set then where the dwarves go to reclaim Moria from the orcs. And you play one of those dwarves who is basically digging in Moria, trying to rebuild the realm of uh, 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 of uh, Khazad-dûm for the dwarves. And it's fantastic. It is. I I don't play those types of games. Yes, obviously because it is stuffed full of Tolkien lore. I'm like, precious, like loving it. But um, I couldn't get over how much I enjoyed playing that game. So there was one in one year. We got two Tolkien based games. One was Utter Dross, and one was Return to Moria. So yeah, um, that would be one of my highlights and lowlights, I guess, of the year. Um, but I was baffled by how many people were actually. Going to the trouble of going, I'm going to spend 40. It was only a 40 quid game. Like it wasn't a triple A game where you're spending. Yeah, they were warned. That those, yeah. those, if you've got recognizable IP and that game is reduced, something's gone wrong. Well, like I said, Return to Mori was only 20 quid. Oh, that's uh, it was re- It was reduced from 40 and I got it for 20. It was on sale and I got it for mm. 20 quid. And it's probably one of the best 20, 20 euros I tra- threw down for a game. Um, But the Gollum game was famously bad. And it was, like I said, it was in line for being the worst game of the year until the Kong <laughs> game came along. Yeah. A game was released set on Skull Island with Kong and it looked like it was made for the PS1. And yeah. this was being released on PS5s and Xboxes and PCs. Oh, yeah. wow. 
by I Game can... Mill. God bless him. Yeah. God um, bless him. I, I, I think it was obviously a money laundering scheme somewhere. Somebody was pumping <laughs> yeah. money into this firm to build this game so they could launder some cash. There's no other reason for this. But it was so bad that people didn't need I think some people went and got it and streamed it and did that usual thing where it was like, this is fucking atrocious. But there was mm. famous cutscenes of Kong in a pit and he was surrounded by bones and then this plant would come out of the ground that looked like a dick and would try to eat him. And and Kong's face was like, hmm? <laughs> uh, it was just comically bad. Comically oh, wow. bad. And see, again, I'll see if I can find the clip. And here we go. The internet has decided to give the title of worst game of 2023 to... Skull Island Rise of Kong. Clips of the game started going viral on Twitter showing off its less than stellar performance. This clip in particular strangely uses just a still image of a monster instead of the monster itself. As the name suggests, the game follows a young Kong as he fights his way to his rightful place as King of Skull Island. Your king, ladies and gentlemen. Comparisons were also drawn between the 2005 King Kong game and Beast Wars. If you want to play this yourself, you can get it now for just $39.99. Is that a lot for this, or is that a steal? There's only one way to find out. Well, yeah, I, it's just... In, in this day and age when it comes to video games, right? With the video games for me in 2023, there were extreme highs with Baldur's Gate 3, which is the, the yardstick yeah. now for everything. Um, Game of the Year. Can you imagine that, like, how good the game had to be to come along and win, considering what they did with Tears of the Kingdom? And Baldur's Gate 3 just came out with their full cast and luscious gameplay, and you're just like, okay. Okay. Yeah, no, like they did it. Like the Larian, Larian, like knocked it out of the park. But then you had the audacity of Microsoft and X, like and the studios, like Bethesda, coming out and going, "But Starfield." Um, and while there are some people out there who really like Starfield, sorry, um, Wayne, can I just do it once, okay? And I'll never do it again, okay? Fucking pronouns. <laughs> Fucking current day the kids, the kids can hear you, Cam. The kids can hear you, Cam. <laughs> no, not anymore. They're asleep now. They're asleep. Oh, not anymore. They're not. 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 They're from yeah. from that game, you're gonna say that name, and all I'm gonna hear is fucking pronouns. I said it say <laughs> once, and I've already lied. Anyway. Um, well, yeah, so like this big tentpole game for Bethesda and Microsoft was was on the horizon for a long time. And out came the most bland, vanilla-flavoured piece of gaming that I've ever played. Like I, It I wasn't got it. even worth his spit, Wayne. It wasn't worth all that spit he's been. No. <laughs> he should have like, just played it. <laughs> like, it's literally loading screens hidden, fast travel loading screens hidden as transit screens. Just... Just bad, like a game that should have come out ten years ago and it would have been considered really good, right? Mm. You know, it was, it was, it it shows that it's been in development for such a long time because they literally took a model of a game that was made back then and just put a polish on it eventually and got it to where it is now. Were um, they trying to make it big but forgot to fill it out? Is that what were they? They were going for like, um, you know, I think, I think they took, like I said, they took an idea that is too old. For a game, right? They took essentially Skyrim, 
which is right. a very old game at this stage, but keeps getting yeah. released and keeps getting repackaged because it's so yeah. beloved, because it did break boundaries when it was released. And when it was released, yeah. it was. I love that game. I love Skyrim. Mm. But the modders took that game and they were like, thanks very much. And they made it into something even bigger. And the modders will take Starfield and probably do a lot with it. Right. Um, but I think the problem with Starfield is, is that it is, it, the blueprint is of a game that was made 10 to 15 years ago and if it was if Starfield had come out then and was available then it would have been lauded it would have been called the one of the best games ever made but because it's coming out now where the the medium has medium has jumped so far ahead mm-hmm. and so many more options are now available to developers and games are so types of games and worlds that are so vast mm-hmm. um it just didn't live up to expectations. Not that it ever could. Expectations were way too high for it. But even, it couldn't even, I don't even think it cleared the bar of being an overly brilliant game, just at the base level. For me, anyway. Right. I know some people that have loved it and really enjoyed it and love the world that it is, and that's fine. I just think it's too, too dry. It's just a very boring universe. Um, And there was, too much needed to get yourself to a point where you were going to enjoy it. Um, there was right. way too much grind expected to be put into it to get you to a point. Of, oh, now I let, get it. Now at that point, it's just Stockholm syndrome for me because you've right. put so much time into this game. You're, you're dialed into it so hard that this is no other option than to just love it and get it done. Um, and I didn't, like I played it for a good 20 hours. I gave it some time. Like I did put time into it. Um, and maybe, like, I mean, I'm not saying that I wasn't tainted by the fact that I came off Baldur's Gate 3, played one other game, and then went into Starfield. I went into Starfield knowing what I was going to play. It was a very different game. Um, yeah. But I just, I just, I've played other games like it that are done better and don't waste my time as much as Starfield did. Um. So, yeah, I think that was, again, wasn't one of my highlights. It was, it, I'm doing kind of a, a pros and cons of it. Like, you have Baldur's Gate 3 on one side. And then you have Starfield and you have two AAA titles that can show you, regardless of how much money you put into one with Starfield, you're, you still need to have a soul in a game for it to be mm. fun and enjoyable. And then you have Baldur's Gate 3, which is just pure joy, wrapped in love, wrapped in let's fuck everybody. That's pretty much what the game is. Like, just ride. Just go for it. You know, hump a bear, fine, go for it. Well, I think we can credit the lead developer, Paul Cook, for that direction. I just feel like <laughs> he was very bold, you know. QA lead, QA lead. QA lead, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our, mate, our mate was in Playtester and, and uh, yeah, we're, yeah, that's what's going yeah. on here. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, look, as far as that, I mean, that's, that's the, there seems to be games at the moment, because I did, I played a fair bit of video games in, in 2023, but we had, uh, for me, being me, one of my all-time cinema highlights was John Wick 4. <laughs> we got to see the continuation and maybe maybe the end of that universe or that world for oh. now. Um, because Keanu said, look, I'm going to have a rest for a bit. So I'm old. Wayne, yeah. you'll yeah. remember. You'll remember when the, DVDs, when the DVDs came out and it was the first time we'd seen this word. The alien quadrilogy was advertised yes. right <laughs> yeah yeah quadrilogy yeah. and everyone went what 
Well, we had another moment like that when we were reading about the upcoming movies in the Irish Times supplement at Christmas. And it said there's a John Wick interquill coming. Not sequel, oh, not ballerina. It's, it's ballerina. It's set between it is, three and four. But they're really, really trying to uh, trying to uh, expand our, our vocabularies over here. Yeah, like, interquill. Mm-hmm. That sounds like something you take to go to sleep at night. Yes, it does. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, um, so was this, yeah, so presumably the Irish that's what they're talking Times about. that coined this phrase. Was this... I, I got the impression it came from a press release. I don't think they were trying that, but I will, uh, I will allow myself to be corrected on that. It seemed like something that might have come from a press release. The way it was written, it was written kind of uh, tongue in cheek, but it's it so wouldn't be beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a blatant it spin off, right? Yeah, that's it. Spin off. Yeah. What's wrong with that fucking it's got phrase? A, um, got a phrase it's, already. It's what, what's her face? Anna but look, you know, Armas is in caught it. my attention. Yeah. Anna Darmus is, um, yeah. She was in one of the worst movies of 2023 with Chris Evans, which is also oh. an Apple, Apple TV exclusive. Um, I haven't watched oh, it. Yeah. It got terrible reviews. Me, me and Irene watched it the night it got launched. We just decided we needed something new and shiny and we watched it. Yeah, we what's the worst there. that could happen looking at them two? But yeah. Whoa. Exactly. There, there's the film yeah. you think, as you said earlier on, yeah, Kim, something yeah. that caters for both sides, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're sitting here and it literally is like this for the whole movie. Oh, that's shocking. Uh, oh, the... yeah, go on. No, go on. I'll go tell on, you in a minute. No, 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 no. Keep going. That's it. No, like I, I'm done. When you say something, when you do something like that, make that noise. I'm kind of like, okay, go. <laughs> no, it's because when your when your face, your face just reminded me of kind of half of my reaction to the recent John Woo directed Silent Night. Oh yes, with Joel Kinnaman. Did you watch it? Did you? Watch? I haven't. No, I haven't seen it yet. Like, no. I get the concept, but it was so like. What like, age is John Woo now? He's going to be like 90. <laughs> I don't know. But I was like, John Woo, great reputation for the old action flicks. Hasn't been yeah. around for a while. Let's give this guy a go. And Joel Kinnaman, I've seen him in a plethora of things that I that I liked him in, uh, particularly Altered Carbon season one. Yes. And I get the concept and the story behind him. Why, Like it is literally silent night there is no dialogue in this movie there's there's a couple of lines from but but like i don't understand why everybody else around him he can't talk why doesn't everybody else talk like there's lots of pensive looking at each other with his wife and i'm like she can still speak what's going on like why isn't she at least trying to talk him out of this hole that he's falling into and educating himself to be a fucking vigilante via YouTube videos. But like, she just spends a lot of time sending him fucking text messages and brooding and staring at him. But uh, yeah, uh, it's... Uh, Is it bananas? It, it's definitely not bananas good. No, it's not bananas um, good. Right, we kind of, it was one of those movies we, we finished it. We were like, well, what was that? You sure, it, sure, it wasn't a COVID fever dream or something that you no. had over the crimbo. Oh, speaking, lads, speaking of COVID, 
Oh. Uh, I finally caught up on some clunkers um, just for completionist sake. My son, horror of horrors, turns around to me and goes, can we go see Aquaman? I'm like, it's a sequel. Can we watch the first can one? Go, can you go see okay. what? Aquaman. He wanted to Aquaman. go see the oh. new Aquaman in the cinema and I'm like, it's a it's a part two. Pat. And he's like, what's the first one? I'm like, <sighs> bought it on YouTube when we watched it. Lads. Anyway, it's grand. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But I didn't mind. Yeah. I didn't mind the first Aquaman. It's I grand. It was, okay. It's grand. But we haven't gone to see the second one uh, yet. And I'm glad. Yeah. Um, uh, but I caught up on some other dross um, things that I did not get to the cinema for. And then a week later, I realized, oh, it's good you had no time that week. Uh, <laughs> Ant-Man <laughs> et la Guip, Quantumania yeah. uh, holy god holy god and the reason <laughs> COVID brought me in is I think Le Guip was not in that film because if Angelina uh, Lily is an internet toilet when it comes to COVID so she wouldn't get vaccinated <laughs> so yeah. there's fuck tons of Michael Douglas in that film and I don't think he was supposed to be there <laughs> I think it had to be rewritten because she wouldn't get the shot. So then at the end, there's a, a hug where the kiss should be. And I'm like, oh, my God, he's fucking right. He went, I'm not kissing that bitch. <laughs> 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 the, I'm, not, the, I'm not kissing that bitch. It's not worth it. Uh, it was so obvious on his face. Oh God. <laughs> I oh, still God. Watched it. oh, Marvel's wheels coming off. <laughs> is like look look we are not hired stooges we we we, we uh, enjoy what we enjoy and then we fully acknowledge uh, yeah. uh the falling off of wheels and um don't know what they're gonna do they thought assigning us homework across multiple platforms was gonna work out for them and um it it just hasn't although uh andrew mentioned over christmas that he hadn't seen WandaVision and I'm like oh god I enjoyed it every bit as much the second time around and then to think to think what happened in that Doctor Strange sequel to that character and to Sam Raimi yeah he got two how many how many scenes in that were Sam Raimi scenes two Two. The one, the one at the end where, yeah. where Strange was on the Of course, yeah, of course. that was pure Raimi. That pure Raimi. Oh yeah. And then the and I wish Doctor the Strange Army of Darkness. Yeah. yeah. And then I wish there was none, because then I wouldn't. Then I go. Then like I was in the cinema being pulled forward to go. Sam Raimi's here. Like with like ten <laughs> minutes to go, and you're like, you pricks. <laughs> but yeah, whatever. Like the whole point of Marvel was that they had a plan unlike DC, and that the directors were being left alone. But then the machine got so big. And of course, they were getting these really excellent indie directors because they could push them around because it was their mm. first big feature. And they broke the spirit of God knows how many. Never forget Joe Cornish. And um, they're, they're, I don't know what they're going to do next, but they better not assign us any more fucking homework. And I just well, shocking, shocking. Well, I mean, what they've they have a new show out now, Echo. Um, this follow up to Daredevil and um, 
Yeah. Like, Post. why am I hearing about this here? I'm such a I, mark. I, I only saw it. I only saw Is it on Disney Plus? Yesterday. Yeah. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's on Disney Plus. And Vincent D'Onofrio was in it as Kingpin. And... Oh, shit. No, I wish to take it back. I have been recommend. I've been advertised to a lot <laughs> about that. It's just the title is so nothing. I didn't yeah. remember it. Like the like the character it's such an unevocative it's, title. Yeah, I yeah, saw his so back the, coming into frame. I'm like, I know who I know who the fuck that is right, right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All um, right. What was the uh, my brain? Oh yeah, She Hulk. So following on from She Hulk, so it goes from yeah. Daredevil, like like um, what's his name? Charlie Cox's Daredevil yeah. into She Hulk, now into Echo. Yeah. And um, it's following on from there, and apparently it's meant to be very good. It's getting really good reviews, um, which is more than I can say from yeah. the last couple of shows that they put out together. Like, see, a, a Secret Invasion can go do one. Um, I watched one of those, and I was like, "Oh, they're actually just pulling down their pants at me." Yeah. Like they're like, "Here, eat this, you idiot!" I was like, "Oh mm. my god." The whole oh guys, the whole point, the whole point. I'm coming in. I'm coming in here. The whole point of that show is that anyone could be one. Anyone could be. Anyone could be any of the. And then they just they just take off the mask or they just change back in a mirror immediately. I'm like, oh, I might have. <laughs> there might have been some tension there, lads. Thanks. Oh, thanks. Oh my god, that was. Ooh, that was a scary four and a half seconds. Oh. Yeah. Imagine if they held their piss for 20 minutes. No, impossible. No. Challenge level impossible. What so went gonna... so wrong? Oh, that was the one. We talked about this. They said, oh, uh, our bad. We're going to have showrunners. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. okay. Yeah. yeah. So and like, Do you and think also... Ant-Man and the Wasp felt like it was supposed to be a Disney Plus show that got... Expanded I, I, I think that I think it got that got destroyed in the edit or it got destroyed by yeah. executive committee. Um mm. because the Ant Man films before then were just like they're really they're good. So they're, fun. they're fun. Paul Rudd is getting they're Paul so Rudd. fun. But the mm-hmm. special effects in Quantumania. The was special this when effects was this this was when this was when the, the special effects people were like like crashing, Iron. weren't they? Yeah, they, they were, were just yeah, yeah. they were yeah. But I mean to go with that look for Moduk. He looked like he looked like the dude from Spy Kids. And not even Spy Kids 1, Spy Kids 3. Or was it fucking Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Is it like was it what's his name? Um the actor, I can't remember his name now, apologies, but uh, he he it's the same thing. He's just a face inside a TV screen with arms. And it was just like, like what the fuck Wayne, is this? Answer the charge. Answer the charge, okay? I'm going to say something that probably was said in one of the 19 meetings about this, okay? <laughs> hey, people love this character. This is what he looks like. We have to make him look like that or they'll be mad. The Modoc heads are going to be so mad. He has to look like this. Yeah. What's the he, doesn't, he doesn't look like that, though. He doesn't look like that in the... <laughs> He doesn't. No, no I, thought that, I thought that's the only reason he would look that no, way. No, like he is a he is a giant head yeah. in a floating yeah. with little arms. But well, he's like, he he's not a screen face. He's an actual head. Yeah, a head. Yeah, like yeah. He's not like, like a, he's not. It's not like it. It's not like yeah. It it looks like crying in it. Like exactly that. It. It's like yeah. It's like a. But it's a massive head thing, you know. Yeah. Um, which that floats <laughs> around and and it's just. 
Like, there's actually, you know what the thing is, though? Disney made a Modoc series, a cartoon did, series yeah. off, off the character. And in that, he is perfect. He is perfect. When? Brilliant. They made it like, I think they made it bef- like about a year and a half ago, two years ago, maybe. Yeah, Time is oh, weird. The right? oh, it's it's so in there. Cool. Like, they, they made a cartoon of this character and it is great. It's really good. Mm. And it's, they know what this character is meant to be. They have, they have all the reference they want. They own it all. But yet, the special effects team who are probably dying on their arse at that point in time, yeah. that is what they offered up mm. and that is what got approved. It's like that scene in the, in the last Thor movie where they have the floating kid's head yeah. in the scene where it's just like, and they're like, this was okay. This got pushed <laughs> yeah. through. This was yeah. allowed. You know? So, yeah, it's just... Um, they covered a but... lot. They covered a lot in in uh, Ms. Marvel by having the fights at night and in the dark. Mm. They really got away with um, murder. The Marvel's, the Marvel's film is meant to be fantastic and it's meant to be like like that. Like it Prey. was in Donald Clark's top 10 worst films of the yeah. year. No way, really? Yeah, he, they said they whatever this was supposed to be, they've chopped it. And uh, yeah, the editing, they said, I don't know what this was supposed to be. But I'm going to presume that Donald Clark Donald Clark hasn't seen as much as I have, but I I really wanted to see that, and not because I was told to. Um, I really wanted to see it, but just like you with Godzilla, things didn't work out. I had sick kids and stuff. I had to Google Donald Clark to find out who he is, and he's a is the movie critic for the Irish Times. That holds yeah, zero like weight him. with me at all. Zero <laughs> weight with me at all. None. Do you think he's the kind of person who would uh who would uh write uh interquill? Um so yeah. <laughs> his so movie Donald... quiz is good. His quiz is good. Oh, actually, that's, actually really that's grand. His intern his intern probably wrote that. Um Donald Clark looks like <laughs> looks like me if he just he just drank yeah, piss all If he's just mad, yeah. Yeah, just mad piss all that's, yeah. That's Donald Clark. So he just looks like me if he drank piss all night. That's what it is. Um, <laughs> it's a, it's so, a strong um, look, piss drinking Wayne. <laughs> you're not drinking well, piss. Show us what you're flash what you're drinking tonight. I, I've I've finished my drink. I need to go get another one, which I will oh, do yeah. right now and we will take a Yeah, quick we take break. a drink break. Yeah. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> and we have gotten our drinks. We have drinkified ourselves. Um, yeah, everybody. Kim, Kim has on the wine. Why didn't you drink the wine out of the fucking Thanos cup? Have to wash it. Mm, okay. I decaf coffee in this minute ago. Oh yeah, you don't. Oh yeah, right, you okay. Don't be doing that. Yeah, yeah. And you can't be washing all that fingers. Pain up. Nope. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So, uh, twenty twenty three. It's quite the year for for uh, all of us. Um. Desperate and getting to the cinema, I have to say. I still haven't seen Boy and the Heron, which I'll probably have Me to go neither. to Dublin to see. Um, uh, Tears of the Kingdom came out and it was... Kim lost her life. <laughs> I was just absent. Just out of <laughs> office. I was out of office. I will not be taking calls at this time. It was really, it was really lovely and thank all you wonderful nerds for that ridiculous work who needed that anyway it was wonderful thank you very much but two highlights uh went to Dublin comic-con uh in the summer with the kids my daughter was dressed as raven and i took a picture with 
her and seven other ravens. And it was joy, joy, joy. And there's a particular kind of tween girl who dresses as raven. And I want to just tell you, I see you. I love you. (laughs) Uh, Really excellent. Uh, I can't believe how many people loved Penny from Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, I really, that was my costume. And I really cannot believe how many people lost their entire shit over this highly, uh, I mean, it was a hoodie. She wears a hoodie and boots. Where was the stretch? But I did like they just love her because she's such a weirdo. And the con loves weirdos. We love it. And there wasn't a lot. uh, Wasn't a lot at the con for me to go to. But when you have the kids, it doesn't really matter if they get around the trade hall and they get to see. uh you know, versus battles on, on, in the huge auditorium, uh, in the, in the gaming section. And if they get around the artist alley, uh, then you've done it. So it doesn't matter about getting to panels or anything or doing the cosplay competition. Um, people who've listened to the podcast for a long time know that we have a long history with Dublin Comic Con. We were there from the beginning. We were the, myself and Wayne interviewing people, Hmm. Uh, in the dog show hall. Yeah, and I was there. Yes, staff. you were. And with lightning strike back in the day. Yeah, lightning yeah. strike. So we've been there since the beginning. We've seen everything. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that's been difficult has been seeing the areas uh, where stagnation has set in. And the con isn't living up to its potential because it just needs to open the doors at this point and 20,000 people will be in there at the weekend. We are that starved for that kind of day. And the whole thing has been kept alive by cosplayers. And um, you see a little bit of rot setting in with the kind of bookings they're making. It's an extremely heteronormative con. And it's very, very masculine and when you compare it to the to oh we love you arcade con compared to arcade con and just how gay that event was and just how kooky that event was and there's there's really really missing somewhere to just full-on let your freak flag fly because the people who go to comic-con um, you know, also listen to Today FM. You know, they will give away tickets in the major newspapers. It's so mainstream. And we love that for them. We love that they make so much money. We love that so many people go. But when you see what they could be doing and how they could get really devoted, really uh, really recognize huge sections of Irish society that are not recognized. Like if you got the weeaboos in there, like with any, any outreach, any outreach at all towards the little anime kids. Um, I just, and then the walls came tumbling down this year. And as we know, nothing ever gets tidied up in this country without a full scale scandal beforehand. So, 
anyone who knows the ins and outs, uh, both Wayne and Jill have worked there. I never have. Well, I did it was obviously in the early days. Um, the early days, you were there. They've tables there, so they know things they could probably never say. But as a punter, I'm a punter. The the volunteers never know anything. God bless them. They're so lovely, but they know nothing. <laughs> they can't tell you anything. And they're so zany with it, but they, they're just the least informed people you've ever seen, apart from like the convention center staff and the people outside, the people managing the queues know what they're at. But inside, it's all like, who, I don't And you're like, okay. <laughs> and then um, we've seen people get involved and then get out and not really want to say why uh we've seen the artists be taken entirely for granted and then treated like cattle being herded when it comes to the selection process and then shoved in whatever part of the building they feel like putting them in um putting them too close together putting unsuitable uh things together and uh we know someone who used to used to organize artist alley and i think it kind of destroyed his life i think he's a shell of a man now and he's not doing it anymore and so i don't know what they're going to do next year but in response they're they're famously uh they're famously unapproachable when when it comes to constructive criticism but there was actually just so many people on Twitter, on TikTok, and on Facebook just going, look, this is my experience. And it became so undeniable that at one point they put out a Google Doc and said, okay, tell us. Okay, then. W- tell us what your issue is. And if they read that with any, any sense of openness to anything, I hope that they'll realize that if nobody cared about this convention, nobody would have said anything. That mm-hmm. it's how much we care that it works and that it grows and that it represents the Irish uh, nerd community. And if they take more people on with different outlooks, change the energy a little bit they really got something there they really have such a, a resource but um also bring back our kick on uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm too old i'm too old they're like bringing your ma to the disco but i i uh they really have a chance to do something great and i answered as honestly as i could to the to the questions and there might it might be that I'll show up at the door in August and they'll go, no, bitch. No, March. There's a show in March. Yeah, I'm not going. I, I, I go once. I, I try to because I spend about 150 euro to 200 euro in the artist's alley. So I have to save them. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I have, um, I have 20% hope that that they'll read it and not just put it down as 
bullying, which is hilarious considering the platform that they have and how powerful they have. The idea that some 19-year-old artists on TikTok could be bullying such a behemoth is so hilarious. But if they read it and take it in the spirit that it's meant, it could be an amazing event. We've had 10 years of the same formula and they've got a seriously beautiful location there and this uh, the the staff in the in the convention center are amazing so if they can just step their pussies up just 25% they'd be unstoppable so i don't know i don't know if you just want to come in on that and i understand why you wouldn't want to the people who are like the reason i'm able to blab about it is i'm going as a customer but yeah. I haven't seen half of what's been going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we in poor taste if I say anything because I, I, you know, I, I, I've seen behind the curtain. I've been involved in that show in the past, and I think it'll be remiss of me to start saying things and talking about it because I don't want to be taken out of context. When I was a member of that show, when I hosted panels, when I ran the cosplay competition along with others, um dedicated people that wanted to do there wanted to be there it was a lot of fun and i got to interview some amazing people yeah. i got to meet some yeah. amazing people i got to interview paul mcgann uh, you know i got to do a lot of great things and i'm very thankful for that um i tabled at it as part of rogue um and to say that there weren't problems i would be lying but i'm i wait i don't see myself returning to the show in any capacity as a punter, as a table person, definitely not as a host. Um, and I wish them all the best. I do hope that they continue and do listen and do take the constructive criticism in the in the in the vein that it was given that they asked for it and people gave it in good faith. And yeah. there's no repercussions to anyone that has given constructive criticism. Um, because I don't think that would stand well to them if they do I don't think they will I'd like to think that they won't um, I do hope the show listens I do hope that the showrunners listen to the people that that have, have sent in taken the time to fill out those forms yeah. um, you know I think I think it, it definitely needs to be changed they need to adapt they're too big now to even think that they can run it the way it was run um, I think there needs yeah. to be more of a professional you know, feel I, that's it There's they're, they're, they're stretched they're stretched and um, you can see why it would lead to them being short with people. But when you have 10,000 people a day coming in, sometimes you'll get 2,000 emails going, which door am I supposed to go to? Also nerds, God bless them. God bless them. Ask a nerd to find the entrance to somewhere. Oh my God. So like they, they, they ha they're not treating their customers like customers. They're treating them like pain in the arse sometimes and um they i've seen it happen with guests as well uh where you're like no you're this is a business this is a you know you're not this cute little fan run startup mm. it's an industry mm. so if you don't have enough people to mm answer to to do everything get more people 
different people, extra people. So I don't know. We have to like it is. It's quite. It's quite something what they've built, and they have a chance to really, yeah, just absolutely take it to the next level. Yeah, I mean, like it's the only show of its kind, really. You don't like MegaCon, which is actually taking place. I think the weekend after next, which is the is the the newer version or the other version of of uh, I guess the Read Pop show or something along those lines. Um, they're they're coming at the end of January. Their time time frames are weird with the way they host their shows. Mm. Um, but they've got a show on the twenty. I think it's the twenty first and twenty second of January. Who's in charge of that? Uh, I can't remember. It was it used to be a particular individual owned it, and then they sold it. And now it's a it's an actual conglomerate. It's a company, an American company that okay. owns shows in the UK, and they have this show here. And they have some guests coming, and they're all right guests. They're good. Um, but I've we've we've been to that show before, um, and um, it's not as busy in any way, shape, or form. It's not as as um, well attended, um, as it's set in the it's in the RDS. It has a massive space, right. but it's it's not as it's not as well established as Dublin Comic Con mm. is, um, and certainly. Oh, so it's replacing we... MCN. Yeah, that's it. It's a okay. replacement for MCN. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and when yeah, Wayne's right. When we when we attended it as uh, exhibitors, it was very quiet in comparison mm. to the beast that is Dublin Comic Con. Um. I same as you guys. I I I hope they take all that constructive criticism on board. Like the the point you made earlier, like people wouldn't spend the time giving the feedback they've given if they didn't care. They just say nothing and not go back. Yeah. But like ultimately, the community wants it to be a success. Um, for everybody involved, they want the 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 punters to enjoy it. They want the exhibitors to uh be able to sell their wares and have a good time um because yeah it is work but people and ultimately like people do make money at the show but you know you're not gonna keep there's only so long you can keep doing something just for profit eventually it'll wear you down if you're not getting some thing for your soul out of it as well yeah. i think um so yeah i i i i don't think i'll be back as a punter myself either um Aww. i do i do wish them the best i've I was, i've been keeping an eye out on the the guest announcements that they've had and there's a couple that are are really great um they announced Mark Shepherd today, who I've met before at a convention many moons ago in the UK, and he was very lovely. Um, I that could easily be what we got fifteen seasons of Supernatural, so he might have only yeah. been five seasons in at that stage. <laughs> so he was equally people like Firefly was still fresh in people's minds yeah. as much as like wow. the ongoing Supernatural was at the time. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, whereas. That role, Crowley, is probably the main one he's known for now. Um, but yeah, uh, I let's it, here's to bigger and, and better and more inclusive things for Dublin Comic Con in 2024. Yeah, I mean yeah. that they are they are going to be like following on from that. Like, I mean, it's it, it's no doubt that they're going to be scrutinised. People are going to be very attentive to how they address the issues and. Mm-hmm. 
I think the problem is, is that if they don't address the glaring ones early and get them boxed off and get them looked at, that's going to become something that's going to fester and grow. And it, it needs to be a case of they were told cosplay competition and the effect of the approach to cosplayers is a major, major thing. How the artists and the artist alley are treated, how the process of the artist alley is dealt with is a major mm -hmm. thing. Two of the biggest mainstays of, of a convention. Yes, the guests are great. People like to go see the guests and that's fine. Mm -hmm. But without those two other pieces, you may as well just be a small media show and do sightings and not call it a comic that's con. All, yeah, yeah, just call it a, a fan so, con. Just call it a, a, a media convention. Um, so if that that's key, I believe. And I, I think from what they've released and what they've put out there, they are trying to address them. So, you know, let's see what they do. I'm not, like I said, we're not going to be aware of it. People, like it's going to be a case of we will see what the reaction is to the public. Um, and... I got I got some pretty defensive responses, um, which is a bad start. But I'm hoping it was just a knee jerk reaction. But the defensiveness is the is the is the overriding thing that has been happening in response to any mention of anything that could be happening that isn't happening now. Mm. You will get a brick wall, and yeah. uh, and it's not everyone in the organizers that's like that it's just the most uh it's it's just the dominant vibe that's projected so yeah uh, we hope we hope i was just looking at i was just looking at mega con i'm like oh that looks like <laughs> that looks like i would require very few spoons to go to that and you're like whoa whoa <laughs> that's not, you're supposed to go to these things for fun but you do kind of just bolster yourself up a little bit because you don't know you don't know what you're walking into but um uh, well, no, I think in this day and age, following what everyone has been through, going to a convention is a lot on people's psyche, a lot on their on their mental really health is. to be involved in that. Yeah. Artist Alley was like a sweat box this year. Yeah. And uh, oh, God, I had to do a drive by. Four times to get near Jekyll Draws. Mm. Uh, there were so many people out there. So that's a great thing. But yeah. um, I would have been in the way if I waited. I would have been in yeah. the way of three other stalls. So I just had to keep going, keep moving. Keep doing laps. But um, yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed. The cosplayers, best thing. Shout out to the cod players too. Maybe that's an accidental <laughs> uh, slip there. But yeah. Oh, watching my watching my kid watching. Uh, fucking, I remember what they were playing Rocket League and Valorant on those big screens. Like, oh, he yeah. couldn't come believe it. I'm like, oh, Blue <laughs> oh. is tiny little man, yeah, Blue is tiny little man. But uh, yeah, so hopefully, fingers crossed for 2024 onwards and upwards. Um, I'm making some lifestyle changes. I have turned my phone into black and white display only, but I had to turn that off to make it less dopamine. -y. Stop rewarding okay. me quite so much. But I had to turn it off because I was watching. I, uh, I think I've gone Canada to the other, other, I think I've gone to the other end of the spectrum. I turned my phone into a pad from Star Trek. <laughs> Wayne it's and a his fully... fancy foldable phone. Wayne is fancy phone. Uh, but it's that job that he dropped in the toilet. Not a week yeah. hadn't hadn't. I, I, had, it, no, a week. I had it. 
I know. I'd had it four days. And four I, we days. were in Cork. We were at the Cork Yeah, Jilly has to test it. Jesus. Yeah, so, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. I did find something out about it. And I remember that I freaked out. I only had it like four days. Oh, God. We, we were it. down in Kevin Definitely. Ellen's and we were going to the Cork. We were literally going to the morning of the Cork Expo. And I was in the toilet and, uh, you know, I was doing it. And it was tucked. It was in my hoodie pocket. And I pulled up my pants, tied up my belt. And all of a sudden, I just saw this in slow motion. No. Like the end of fucking, it was 2001. It was like the start of 2001. Had you at least flushed first? I had flushed. I had flushed. Um, and I was literally turning to wash my hands as it flipped through the air. I was like, and it just went down into the toilet, fully submerged. Right. And I just straight away grabbed it, pulled it out and just started to dry it off. Right. Freaked out. Kev heard me. Oh, here's Kev was like, yeah. you're all right in there. You're all right in there. Like, do you, need, do you need more toilet paper or something? And, um, <laughs> And I was like, I just dropped my phone down the toilet and I'd already, I'd spent the night before going, oh, look at my phone. Look at um, my phone. Look at my phone. And um, then we got in the car and there was me furiously checking the phone to make sure everything was fine. And I then I Googled how waterproof this thing is. And it turns out it's unbelievably waterproof. So uh, something up to, it can last up to an hour underwater before it goes. Eh. Holy so, shit. Yeah. Okay. So we see like, you have to, you're, you're testing it. So like, you know, consider yeah. it tested. I have never dropped a phone in water until that point. I've never dropped a phone into a toilet bowl, a sink, a bath, anything. It was the first time that's ever happened to me. And literally, my sphincter went <laughs> full <laughs> I, on clench. I, I had never done it before. And it was a, it, it was a constant kind of fear because I'm a whore for putting my phone in the back pocket of my jeans. Yeah. Um, and uh, had kind of, imagined like oh jesus can you imagine if i like you know you'd go into the loo and you take the phone out yeah just imagine if i dropped it in i did it in japan <laughs> oh into like the probably pre-warmed toilet with that sings you a little song amazing toilets <laughs> amazing toilets uh it oh, wow. was it, although it was in a public toilet in a multi-story crazy grocery slash shite shop in where was it Kyoto um it's a shop that like had housewares and food and cosmetics and everything Pokemon and Sanrio I hate that I hate all that uh I didn't I was I wasn't like crazy on Pokemon until I went to Japan and I came home again Gengar fan um stunned that the goth was drawn to Gengar stunned shocking 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 so shocked um but yeah it does like it it does kind of frighten the bejeez out of you thankfully my phone not as fancy as yours not as new as yours it was it was it was fine but um because you like your fucking life is on your phone now you're just like yeah yeah yeah, um, what's he like in person, uh, Jill Gengar? Does he sound? <laughs> Grand, yeah. Do you know, it's actually mad sound. Toad, toad is mad sound. Toad was sound. Fuck toad. I'm trying to live my life, and he's like, Whoa, he is. He is a little, like... little dickhead on the Mario Kart circuits, though. Oh, oh man, oh, amazing. Oh, uh, um, sorry, I uh, I want to. I want to see if I can get this. one second. One second. Uh, talk amongst oh. yourselves. Um, oh, she's up so, to something, lads. 
Jill, before I don't know if we're going to get this in before she comes back. Depends on how far into that palatial mansion that is Rosalind Manners that she has to go find. But did you watch Doctor Who at Christmas? I didn't. I did not. I have been what? off the Doctor Who train for a while. Yeah, I still have Jodie Whittaker's last season to watch. And Scandalo. I know. And oh, I, wow. I love, I do really enjoy the actor who plays the new Doctor. Um, Suti Gatwa. Suti Gatwa. He is all kinds of wonderful in sex education. And he's another Scott. Yeah, we love mm. Neil Scott for ourselves. We love him. Oh, he's got a beautiful accent as well. I heard, I heard, I saw, I saw he is recently walking talking. charisma. Oh, yeah. I saw a clip of him talking on uh, uh, Graham Norton or something recently popped up on my mm. Facebook. And I was like, because he has a much more pronounced English accent in, in uh, sex education and his natural accent is, is lovely. But he's, yeah, he is walking charisma. That is that is, is a good way to describe him. So you obviously watched Doctor Who. I did. Oh, I yeah. did. I You've watched the, si- the 60th anniversary stuff I watched and two out of the three were great. Um, I, I actually didn't like the one with Neil Patrick Harris at all. Oh. Um, I didn't like the story. I, the, whatever about the regeneration thing, that was fine. Whatever. It was something different. Um, Russell T. Davis cannot give David Tennant a sad ending. He just doesn't. He's, he hasn't got it in him to punish David Tennant as a doctor for whatever reason. I don't what know. About, what about, I don't want to go. Yeah, but he never goes. He always I comes know. back. <laughs> He's the longest goodbye. He's, it he is comes... the longest goodbye. And then we never had, so I, I'm not going to see, I don't know whether I should spoil this for you because you haven't seen it, but by the time you get to where it's at, because you still have to watch all of Jody, which you should by the way. And is she going to watch it in order? Are you going to watch it in order, you mad spoon? I will. No, I, I, Jody. I watched maybe the. Oh God, it's so long ago since I watched it. Like I really enjoyed her doctor, and I just kind of fell off it a little bit. And it's one of those things that I keep saying, oh, I must get back to it. Um, but because her run got rave reviews, um, it got, and, it got some of it got torn and some of it got yeah, not from the, the internet boys. The internet boys were mad. No, from any from anybody okay. whose opinion that I care about they right her. okay you know what i mean i really um, like him yeah i like i like really loved her as an actor before yeah. she got the job of course too, so i was like yeah go get it yeah um i love now northerner for myself i know yeah. and she does she's she is fantastic in the role and she brings something very different and very new to it um why, but... why was her run so short do you think her run wasn't that short um she did it over about four years, four or five, about four years, which oh, is the average. Oh, well, the way BBC the way the amount of yeah, shows. Okay. The way they approached it was they did it a bit different. They gave her specials, they gave her mini series, um, so might have seemed a bit shorter. But there's actually quite a chunk of her there, like like her whole, um, she had a whole season that was just one big storyline. Like it was literally straight through the flux was just one big storyline and it was it looked fantastic, um played really well and there was some really really interesting plays and it was just really well done, um I think it's gonna be like the sixth Doctor where retrospectively when people look back on that run, it's gonna be looked mm-hmm. upon much kinder than it is. The problem some people have yeah. problems with Chibnall, uh, the showrunner, yeah, and I will always argue the fact that people and they always say oh Russell T Davies did it best. I says I'm sorry. 
Russell T. Davis seems to be looked at through rosy coloured glasses when it yes. goes to Doctor Who because yes. he brought back the same villain four times for season finales in his run. He didn't yeah. give us anything new after the four years that he was there. We, we got like we got some new, the, the great innovative stuff that we got during RTD's run. And this is maybe controversial for people to hear if they're Doctor Who fans. Okay. But a lot of the really, really high-end stuff that we got during RTD's run was from Stephen Moffat, who then took over the show afterwards. Um, like right. Blink, the Weeping Angels, that's Moffat. He came up with them. Like yeah. the only villains that RTD could give us constantly were the fucking Daleks and the fucking Cybermen. Every season finale, it was the Daleks and the Cybermen, without fail. And his finales always start off. Yeah, his finales always start off very, very serious and then devolve into a comedy mm. scenario. There's always yeah, it, it, goes from being, then, yeah. it always feels really, really climactic, and then it's just like Oh, 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 with a carry on doctor type situation, and the the third sixty special that we got was, was no different than that. I felt it ended up that way as well. Um, the first two, the first two episodes that we got were great. Love them, really good. The second one in particular was so out there, so wacky that I couldn't believe that this was something that RTD came up with. Um, right, amazing visuals in it. Some really weird things happening, like very much out of nowhere kind of weirdness that was cool and then uh, Maxwell agrees with me and then you get the third <laughs> one and you get the third one and it's like it's just run of the mill rehashing of, of old stories that he's already done with a villain that he really didn't understand because Neil Patrick Harris's toy maker is meant to be a cold calculating individual and all he did was he turned him into a, a facsimile of John Sims master he basically took John Sims master and reskinned him into Neil Patrick Harris. And that's what we got. And he was, and I, I don't like Neil Patrick Harris as an actor. I just don't like him. Um, so that could have tarred my opinion, but I found that he was just if you look at clips of John Sims Master um with his big Saxon ending where he ages David Tennant hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. What's that about of... John Sims Big Sack? <laughs> <laughs> I'd well believe it. <laughs> um, but the, there's there was too many elements that were very familiar in the finale, and I think overall, I think BBC dropped the ball on the 60th anniversary anyway. Like for the right. 50th oh. on the 50th anniversary, it was a worldwide celebration. Like remember everyone, that, yeah, it was in cinemas yeah. and everything. You you guys were yeah. freaking out, yeah, yeah, massive situation. And going on. Yeah, I cosplayed for fuck's sake. I shaved off my beard. Did you shaved yeah. off your beard? That's right. That was the yeah. last time. And I, I remember listening to the never again. Never again. <laughs> yeah. And like I shaved it off and everything. And I cosplayed as the tenth doctor, my first time ever cosplaying. Um, and I think the 60th, whatever it was, whether it was it's a budget, nice coat, Wayne. It's still have it, it's hanging right over there. Um thanks to ArcadeCon for that one. Um but yeah, so like the 60th anniversary, I felt it was little to no fanfare about it. There was three episodes with a returning doctor and a returning companion. There was there was a couple of extra companions, multi-companions from previous eras that were there. Mm-hmm. But there wasn't a multi-doctor element to it, which every, if you look back through a lot of the anniversary stuff, even in the old yeah. era, it was all it was all multi-doctor stories. So we didn't get a multi-doctor story, which people were surprised by and probably let down by as well. Right. Expecting at least Matt Smith to turn up. But nope, no, no, just, just Tennant all the way through. And then we got Suti at the end. Um, which again, as soon as he arrives on screen, you're kind of like, 
and you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah, you he's know? really, he's really striking looking. Like he's, mm. and and um, I love uh, stylistically, I love the way they're going with him. But I'm just I'm talking as someone who's going to have to see Doctor Who promotional materials. So I'm not going to watch it. But yeah. I used to I used to listen to every podcast thing on Doctor Who because I'm like, well, I'm not watching it, but these nerds love it. And I love hearing people talking about the shit they love. I'll never get tired of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. guys. No, I, I like, yeah. Guess what? So what, what did you run off to find? What did you run off to find like, before yeah, we talked? A, it was a it was a, it was a funny message about my tiny, cute daughter and the absolute barrage of gamer abuse she yelled at another child at a party it was very funny but i realized i'm using my phone as a camera so it's not gonna happen and i thought i'd be able to look it up on my twin phone but no but anyway it was uh it was very funny but you but, a fucking uh, drug dealer twin phone guess what? <laughs> <laughs> um i have uh guess what crime i committed oh, go on. in front of like board game nerds you know that kind of you know, the kind of person who goes to a dinner party with six games. Uh, at that table, he was telling me, yeah, bro, I know. Uh, so I'm at this table and this person that I haven't seen since college was talking about uh, the Wheel of Time. I'm like, yeah, yeah, nodding along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wheel of Time. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know all about the Wheel of Time. I know all you fuckers. So uh, I haven't, you know, haven't read it, but I know about the Wheel of Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you looking for another book? Isn't he? Isn't he? Isn't he dead? <laughs> what did she confuse, Wayne? No, you got it right. He is dead. Robert oh, he Jordan is, is dead. Okay. Yes, and they're continuing them. But who did I think they were talking about? I got the Wheel of Time and Discworld mixed up because they're both books that y'all oh. have all read that I have not, and it took me a minute to realize what was happening. I'm like. Fair. Oh, this is the wrong. T- no, not at that table. Not they're both table. dead, though. <laughs> they are both. Dead. Yeah, they're both dead. <laughs> I mean, Bra- Brandon Sanderson finished off the Wheel of Time series, and he's not going to write anymore. I don't think. No, no. He's too busy being Brandon Sanderson now. He's too busy being his own master. master if you were called of... Brandon Sanderson, you'd probably make something of it. Well, you probably, yeah. Oh no, he's he's good. doing well for himself. Don't you worry. He's the the master of universe creation and. Like it, it's real funny. I saw saw somebody on TikTok giving out about like reading the Brandon Sanderson. Like I'm reading a Brandon Sanderson book for the first time, and I'm meant to understand what these people are saying. I'm about <laughs> ten chapters in. I have no idea. Is there more before this? Isn't this the first one? Like he's reading the first Mistborn book, and it's like it's it's like. And then people are like, "No, you have to read twenty chapters, and then you'll understand what they're saying." Oh, like, is it Ulysses it, style? It's no. It's just that level of his, thing. Yeah, it's very his 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 writing. He builds these universes that is just oh, there's just so much lore that you're gonna. It's not it's not even lore, so it's like how to say. So do you remember when Firefly came out? And they had their own way of saying certain things, like yeah. Goran. Yes. Or, yeah, like, yeah, and yeah. They're integrating Chinese and stuff like that. So yeah. Brandon Sanderson books, they would have words and phrases and things that they would say that would be substitutes for other things. Or frail and yeah. crazy man. Yeah, like mm. exactly, like most big people that write like big writers would would kind of substitute make their own kind of universe would substitute everything but there's also lore and ideas that like they reference things in right. the books that you've not read about yet with these ca- 
they do know it. Okay, so he's really yeah, yeah, he's really picking up the conversation as it's going. And yeah, you're just gonna so have to get there. You're just gonna have to get there. You're gonna have to catch up. It's not it's he doesn't he doesn't lead you by the hand. No, he right. just you're dropped into the universe, and you just gotta find your way by following this story. So and, and that's why he's lauded as one of the best universe builders <laughs> and writers of that type of stuff, because he doesn't treat his audience like children. He doesn't okay. treat hey, his no Wayne, so. you you've had conversations with me. Do you think I'd be able to write like that? Yeah. I, uh, you know, as someone who has had um, people write underneath statuses that I've written, um, I don't know what the fuck this means, you know, yeah. frequently. Maybe I'm just a wordsmith. That's it. You just Maybe need the to fact write... that nobody can read my Westlife comments That's it. Yeah. is because well, I'm too clever. You just need to find your niche audience, Kim. That's what it is. And if you write those statuses longer and put those statuses together yeah. and then bind them, yeah. it will be your volume of, of statuses. Take out books. some of my linking words. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Kimberly okay. Sanderson. All right. Kim Kimberly Sanderson. This is the year. This is the year. <laughs> 2024 is your year, girl. Oh. Yeah. I'm looking forward to playing D&D this year. Yeah. Yeah. Big time. Yes. It's going to be um, fun. Yeah, I have, uh, you know, it's January and everybody should probably, speak. I think it's state mandated that we all have to get really ashamed of ourselves. But I have had weight gain over the last three months that I'm getting nothing but applause for. So I don't know how I'm going. <laughs> I'll make small lifestyle changes, but there's no heavy motivation happening for uh for that so I especially think, I when mean, i buy my clothes this size anyway i really got a long way to go before it becomes a problem you be grand yeah fuck that noise Indeed. we just have to enjoy ourselves in the world in the world that we're living in we just have to look after ourselves look after each other and enjoy ourselves and be smiling that's all you gotta do Absolutely. fuck everything else don't you know? tell yeah. me to fucking smile well, no, I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah well yeah it's just i i uh unapologetically uh doing things you enjoy and i think oh, yeah uh, i think we're pretty good at that yeah I, I i don't think we we left that behind after covid i think we learned during covid that we need to give ourselves moments of joy and we yeah. got addicted to those moments of joy that we allowed ourselves to have in order to counterbalance the fucking world that is on fire yeah. And then yeah. the world is still on fire, but we've asked, been asked now to actually go out and exist in it. Yeah. So yeah. we need those moments of joy to yeah. keep us going in this world on fire. Very so much I make so. yeah. no apologies for for getting extra weirder in 2024, <laughs> extra more Good. enjoyed in the shit that I'm involved in and shit that I invest yeah. in. So on Twitter, I think it was like New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I saw a tweet, a Twitter feed that a Twitter trend that I rarely get involved in Twitter trends, but this one in particular got me. Do you know how they got me? Because it was Tolkien related. Hey. It said in a gif from Tolkien from Lord of the Rings, describe how you're going to enter into 2024. And I just retweeted and put the gif of of Aragorn saying, "You will suffer me." Because that's my approach <laughs> to 2024. It's gonna happen. Like you know, you may not Amazing. want it, but you're gonna suffer me. I, uh, I, uh, my, my folks have been left very far behind at this stage. Oh, I, I'll I, suffer you. We'll suffer you in another another year. I have found. <laughs> I have found since joining the Forty Club last month. 
I have even fewer fucks. Um, and I, I've kind of tossed the last uh, few that I had out the fucking window. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm being vocally pissed off when I need to be and not tolerating phobias and bullshit um, and uh, finding the fun and the pockets of joy um, that we have for ourselves and with people we love like yourselves and my uh, oh. lovely other half like I'm going to I, I'm very excited I was telling uh, I think I sent you the link Wayne um, if anybody if any of the listeners are uh, thinking of visiting London this year um, the wonderful Sir Ian McKellen is doing a 12 week run of uh, Player Kings which is Shakespeare's Henry the Fourth, Part One and Two. It's a four-hour show, lad. Shit. Um, but it's Serene McKellen on the stage. Um, so yes, I paid stupid amounts of money for theatre tickets in London, but I'm going to see Ian McKellen. We're we're heading over for a a one-day festival, um, out in Brixton, and I'm going to see Erica Badu. On stage oh my god! During that, uh, a host of uh, other soul and R&B we went two years ago um, and it was fantastic um, but yeah Ed, Erica is headlining um, this year and we were like what do we do on the Saturday and we happened across Ian McKellen's play so I'd say that will be interesting and fun um, yeah, and London's time. always great yeah I I myself London. have uh, I'm heading to Prague um, uh, very nice um, with the, beer with the for family. breakfast and pork yep. knuckle for lunch. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> why, did that, why, why did that sound so fucking dirty? You why haven't did... <laughs> you haven't seen me eating pork knuckle. That's why. Holy shit! The food and drink in that city, I can taste it now. And I was there in two thousand and five. Mm. Oh my god! Wow enjoy yeah. oh my god it's whopper and that fucking gothic architecture i'm sorry dublin i don't shame you or nothing don't shame you or nothing you're getting there in your own time rosie's following all the infrastructure plans these are getting there but tell you something, <laughs> prague was taken over by this lad then this lad then the nazis then the russians then the russians then the nazis then the fucking... it was taken over about 1900 times and they have a working bus rail and underground what is happening? What's yeah. happening? What's our excuse? Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, uh, enjoy. I will be very fucking jealous. Order, order meats. Take pictures. Send me the meats. I need to see the meats. <laughs> Show me the meats. I, I need love to see the baby tape. meats. Dvapivo, dvapivo. Oh, dirty big bud for an. <laughs> Enjoy Wayne, it's gonna be lovely. Although going there with with um the fam, uh, yeah, with the oh, fam. fam, yeah. Does it, does your daughter like architecture? Uh, as much as the next six year old. Listen, if it looks spooky, she'll like it. Yeah. Yes, that is true. Actually, and it's, it's pretty spooky. Castle, she's all, yeah, she's yeah. into the spooky shit. She's a bubblegum goth. She she, so. she can fulfill her uh, vampire princess fantasy while yes. she's there. Mine is starting listening to baby metal, so it's only a matter of time. 
<laughs> great. She That's already great. loves the cure. So she yeah, does. She does. She um, savage. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, uh, I'm finally going to Liverpool. Oh, finally! He's bringing me, but but lads, you know the way. You know the way. I've never seen. I haven't seen get back. I haven't seen yesterday. I haven't. Wayne knows this. I am too precious about certain things. I don't want to know anything else. I know. I want. I, know. I want them. They're what they did. I don't want to hear from anyone else. Um, I have a. You know the fear of God. You know the thing that stops you sitting up the front in mass. I have the fear of God about the city of Liverpool. Uh, as someone who has supported Liverpool but never gone out with football supporters. I've never gone out with someone who's interested in soccer until Mark in the early 2000s, late to the middle 2000s. I don't know. Early 2000s. Yeah, thanks, bro. So until then, I never had a a soccer watching other half and my father's not interested in whatever. So I never been to matches in England. If anyone doesn't know, Irish people tend to follow English football clubs because a lot of Irish players would have to go there to make enough money to live because the Irish yeah. soccer league is quite small. Um, I support Liverpool, but in the groups of friends I was in, there was no interest in talking about that, so I just didn't. And then I started going out with someone who not only followed football, but followed the same team as me. And so I was actually able to do that. And then I ended up marrying. You imagine him. a ball, the pent up, uh, yeah, the pent up. I've never been to a match. I, just... I can't. Wayne, what's going to happen to me when I go downstairs in the cavern? There's going to be. Is that a, a euphemism for something? Is that... a... <laughs> well, there's going to be a gastric accident. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Like between the Beatles and Liverpool FC, but he he fucking he knows me, so it's our anniversary trip so he didn't book a match because I'm not ready for that <laughs> book the stadium tour when the place is like empty so that'll be nice the funny thing is uh, he's, a, he's a Man United supporter and the weekend we're over they're playing Man United either the next day or that evening so I'm going to be a, possibly in a pub in Liverpool watching them playing Man United with him because I mean it's I can't it's 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 kind of too much it's kind of like it's kind of like I would like to put a bubble on and go I I have when a gig gets announced if it's a band I like a bit if it's a band I like quite a lot I will wait three days because I want the people that like them the most to get the tickets first and I think it's a, 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 a shitting yourself ocracy when it comes to fandoms. I want the most devoted people to be uh, prioritized. And me with my imposter syndrome and my, uh, yeah, I follow the football, but I didn't have Sky Sports and I had small babies and I'm totally fucking lost when it comes to what's going on these days. For me to be in a pub in Liverpool with those people who would like sell their grannies for a result against Man United, it's going to be interesting for me to like cosplay in there. It's 
but you know, you gotta face your fears, bro. Face your fears. You gotta go down to the cavern and have a mini cardiac episode, and then we're gonna do. Uh, we're gonna just move on from there. I went to see Paul McCartney, and he came out, and he opened with Jet, and I started laughing, and I said, "Brozzy, Brozzy, Brozzy, Brozzy." He thinks this is his best song. <laughs> I said, "Look at this cunt." <laughs> I said, "He thinks this is the one." He's like, "I've got it. I've got the song. I've got the song. I'm gonna play Jet." These bitches love Jet. So he starts playing Jet. And I'm just laughing. And it's so funny. And he goes seamlessly, no break, from Jet to all my loving. And he just cries out, close your eyes. And I start bawling. And I'm like, see what you get, bitch? See, see what see, he owns you. He owns you. That's a <laughs> fucking beetle. And you thought you could take the piss out of him. Oh, my God. But, like, full on, full on, Niagara full on. Falls. Are your parents Niagara coming falls. to pick you up? Like, <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, okay, Mac, okay, fucking okay. All right. So, uh, yeah, so it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, considering it's about 20 miles from here, it's fucking disgraceful that I'm going there. Considering that it's mostly Irish people anyway, yeah, <laughs> that uh, okay. are going to be going over there uh, thirty years too late, maybe. But uh, um, I'm looking forward to. It. So Kim, we'll we'll end it on this. It's just a little bit of a, a question I have for you. So it's it's something I saw. Like we all know how much I hate AI, but I saw this thing, particularly AI art. I saw this thing. Somebody put in, draw the Beatles having a tea party as they would <laughs> be it. now. I saw right? it. Okay. And <laughs> they were, they were there five. was five, and there was two Pauls. Right? Two Pauls, two different two era Pauls. Pauls. Two yeah, different yeah, yeah. era Pauls. I'm glad because, you that. Yeah, yeah, because because of the whole theory and the conspiracy theory Paul that dead. Paul McCartney Paul is, is dead, dead yeah. and he was replaced by somebody yeah, else. Yeah, a singing so songwriting what? actor. So hang on, so hang on. Paul got in there twice, but the original fifth Beatle was nowhere to be seen. Poor yeah. Pete. Look, look, look. It's too yeah, soon. Yeah. Too soon to talk about Pete. Um, we we have a like the best thing is Wayne. You looked at that picture and went, Oh, there's two Pauls. But when that was originally tweeted, someone went, I asked for a picture of the Beatles in a the garden. There's five, but I can't work out. You know, they're all the Beatles. Like it was such a uh, hodgepodge I'm glad like I looked at him and oh they put in Paul twice they put in two eras of Paul hmm. um, uh, yeah well you know I should be less hard on Paul McCartney considering that um, I drag you guys down to my mull of Kintyre where there's no electricity and no heating and want <laughs> you to do some of your best artistic work you know uh, so I should I should empathize a little bit more. Look, whenever we go so... down to your place, Kim, the moon is always right. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got to do that again. Yes. Guys, this is so fun. We could we're genuine friends, so we could talk forever. Yes. Good, but it's mm. late, late, and I have work tomorrow, as we all do. That's um, as we all do. But folks, this has been the first podcast of 2024. Uh, we'll be back very soon with Sourcing and Shenanigans. Keep an eye out on our YouTube channel and Spotify and anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, don't forget to give us a like and a subscribe. Slap that See, subscribe This button. is what happens when I'm on a MacBook doing this, right? They get the bubbles. I wonder if this oh, works. Oh, that's so weird.
that work? Did that work? There we go. Oh, yeah, oh! yeah, no, it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah, MacBooks have this thing. Oh, built it's in. magic, Alice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Um, But yeah, so do check us out wherever you find your podcasts and uh, share whatever um do check out social shenanigans for our giveaways there's still time to enter yes. into our latest giveaway from our sponsors dublin city comics hasbro pulse um mm. so do check them out uh over on our youtube channel uh until the next time folks i've been wayne i've been kim i've been jill stay safe look after yourselves take a handy bye, bye.